Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hey, this is Trent Cotney. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. As always, I've got John Kenny with me. John, how are you doing? Doing great. Great to be back. Great to be here. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's been a good week. We've had a, a lot of great things happen. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the news lately. It looks like uh, there's some additional regulations on the horizon. Um, you know, one of the things that caught my eye here recently, uh, the last couple of days, was a petition that was filed with the EPA to um, basically say that discarded PVC would be hazardous waste. And with that, there comes a lot of disposal requirements and everything else. Obviously in construction, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, roofing or walls and ceilings and closures or whatever, you're, there's usually some type of PVC product that you're using. So this could have a potential big impact on the industry, um, especially if that categorization of, of hazardous material stands. Now, obviously this is just a petition, there's a long way to go. There'll be, a, you know, a lot of, of back and forth, but um, yeah, that's that's something that's a little scary for me. So what do you think about that, John? Yeah, I mean, it is when you think about it. I mean, it's not, like you say, it's not just roofing. I mean, that'll be a major problem for uh, PVC systems for sure, but it's in all aspects. It's in plumbing uh, and, you know, it's in uh, wallboards and stuff now. It's also in ceiling grids. It's all, There's also PVC and electrical, a lot of electrical stuff um, and furniture. Right. So, you you know, you got a big, big problem if this uh, takes off. It's going to be a lot of cost for a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think this is going to be a sign of, of the times as far as regulation. You know, it's you and I were talking before we got on here. It's hard to keep up with the stuff. You know, it seems like every week there's something new that affects construction. And, uh, you know, you and I, we, we deal in this world, but I feel bad for a lot of the contractors that are out there trying to keep up with the stuff. So. Yeah, uh, we'll sure. keep our we'll keep our eyes on it, and uh, you know, report back to you guys as we hear stuff. Um, John, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the business aspect, and you know, I know you've got your ear on the ground as far as as what um, you know contractors and trades are facing out there, what their big operational business issues are. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I mean, uh, there's a couple surveys that were taken, uh, you know, through uh, ABC and AG. Um, you know, American General Contractors and the Subcontractor Association and, you know, in roofing too. So you combine all them. Um, and plus what I hear speaking around to the different contractors, it, it leads in one pretty solid direction for everybody. Um, I mean, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, let's face it, that's still here. Not so much um, the pandemic part of it, but there's still a lot of absences uh, throughout the construction workforce that they're, you know, facing. And, uh, you know, in the supply chains and the material and all that stuff, that seems to be getting to be like a norm. What I mean is companies are adapting to that now more than ever, um, getting used to it's going to be and everything. But here's some other things that have nothing to do with what we talk about um, in today's uh, world with that. Um, still slow technology adaptation is a big issue. Um, there's a lot of technology out there, but some companies are um, – finding a biggest problem is when they're getting this technology um, that it's changing so fast and they want to get, they're starting to realize you got to get away from a lot of customized software programs that were very popular in construction because you can't keep up with the updates. But some of the things that they are coming in that were very slow to adapt. And we've talked about a little bit this before, 
But uh, drone technology is taking off very quickly in the construction, not just for uh, going out and looking at your roof, but also for safety reasons, uh, checking out job sites, doing uh, checks for uh, different inspections, and it's really coming on. So that's something that's going to have to be adapted. Uh, VR, you know, virtual reality, starting to see more and more of that in training. Um, robotics, 3D printing. You are now starting to see 3D printing starting to become a little more, I don't want to use the word mainstream at this point because it's pretty much over there, um, you know, still getting on, but it's a lot. But we're slow to adapt in construction as a whole uh, to other industries using the same technology. That's what we're comparing it to. Touch on a couple of things, and I'll kick it back to you for, for what you got on this. But the number one killer out there right now is shortage of skills. Um, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. It's actually getting scary now that 21% of the construction and roofing workforce is over 55, and less than 9% is under 26. Um, those are some alarming stats because – you got a, a big rate getting ready to go out, and there's really nothing to fill it whatsoever except for the people that are already in there. So those are some things to keep in mind. I know everyone's working on this in the industry, but I really think we've got to develop some really out-of-the-box strategies on this, uh, and quickly. It's coming. Worker safety. for You got something to add on that before we move on, Trent? No, go ahead. Okay. Worker safety, and I know you're going to really uh, be able to get some insight into this. But I'm seeing a big uptick in um, injuries and uh, accidents and dumb things going on out there in the safety world uh, with contractors. Uh, you know, they're not so much directly I'm getting contractors I'm working with having those problems, but I'm hearing more and more job sites out there where things are happening, which we know what happens. Uh, OSHA gets more active. Every You know, it doesn't do anybody any good when it starts to roll that way. And insurances will go up. The other thing which kind of ties, it's not really part of the fact that we can't get skilled labor, but this is the workforce that there. Last, over the last 20 years in construction and in roofing, they, both studies were done, stagnant levels of production. So as other industries, even agriculture, are increasing outputs, uh, you know, per like a man hour unit, the construction output has been stagnant for 20 years, and that's not good. As technology takes over and the buildings become more complicated to build and roofing systems are going to be more complicated, especially getting into green technologies and solar and all that, stagnant production levels of learning and, and developing and, and uh, adapting, that's really not good. So I'm going to do a little more deep dive into this over the next uh, couple of months to see if I can really, uh, uh, you know, kick into this. But, you know, some of the things that are really is poor planning. Uh, poor project management. It's not just productivity as far as that doesn't mean workers are getting worse, but with all the technology and the things we have, planning a project, getting a project done, getting your job set up safe, all the things that go into project that set stagnant levels. So that's going to be a big problem when you start to consider people retiring out and less people coming in, it's going to get worse. So I want to do a little more deep dive into that as we move along and we'll bring some more updates in there. Yes, those are all great points. You know, I, I, had the opportunity to, to speak at a manufacturer's conference this week. And, you know, one of the things I really enjoy about, you know, going to these conferences, not just the speaking part, it's being able to sit around a table, break bread, talk to, you know, the contractors are there. And we had a very interesting discussion about drone technology and um, how it it is morphing um, to the point where, 
there are going to be drones outfitted for repairs. Um, we're already talking about uh, additional systems that could be added on. I had the opportunity to talk to one software uh, manufacturer for drones that was already in the process of uh, creating an integrated system that worked with a visual heads up display so that you could perform you know, minor repairs at this point on the steepest of steep slope roof systems. Um, to me, this is kind of like the canary in the coal mine. It's the precursor to full automation. And I think mm -hmm. that's what you're going to start seeing. So it's, it is, it's exciting in a way. And at the same time, you know, I think everyone that's listening to this is you, you've got to, you got to ride that wave. You don't, you don't want to have it crashing down on you. And I think it's important that you kind of embrace this technology look for efficiencies. You know, it's something that I, I believe that, that, you know, if you spend a dollar on technology, you'll end up saving two. And that's, that's really what it is, is because you're not having to throw more, you know, uh, manpower at it. You can basically, you know, use software to help uh, bridge that gap that the lack of skilled labor, you know, it doesn't allow for right now. So very interesting, you know, kind of sign of the times, that this is something that is is not only in the works, but is on the tips of the tongues of the contractors that are there, which, you know, John, I think even two or three years ago, we wouldn't have even seen that. So no. it's uh, it's very interesting that, that that's kind of where we're at now. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of very exciting things. I think everything that you said was, was spot on. Um, John, we talked about a lot of things, but now is the favorite time of the program. I know for you. It is. I love these questions. It is question time. So as I mentioned, we have got quite a few backed up here. I'm pulling out my list. I print every single one. And by the way, for our listeners, keep sending them in, you know, just because we haven't gotten to immediately. Trust me, I'm going to get to every single one of them. It just takes time. So John, this one is from Deborah. Uh, and Deborah has a question about uh, what is best practices for uh, keeping construction documents on commercial projects? And in particular, she's, she's lamenting the fact that uh, basically kind of what we were saying, her office hasn't really upgraded to the technology yet, and they're still very paper heavy, and she's surrounded by boxes at this point. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of what you're seeing, you know, out there, you know, what, what are people doing? Are you seeing, you know, with the, the, contractors that you talk to are they converting to cloud-based type technology are they have they switched to a paperless type environment what what is it that you're seeing yeah i, I think the, i think that is one of the uh, fastest growing embracements in the technology industry or for roofing is going to cloud-based um it's one it makes it accessible to everyone within your company to access what you want them to access you certainly can still have security levels on different documents and stuff you can do that without usually any kind of a problem um and you're doing away with paper and the nice thing is if you do your systems right with the proper file trees they're very easily to be searched and and there's you know there's simple things out there like the, like dropbox and uh you know one was one drive micro there you don't have to start out with a huge program but you definitely want to graduate up to uh, a crm type program that allows you to tag these documents with the client, track your emails. Um, there's a ton of cloud-based stuff out there now that does this. And the reason is, and I know you're going to tag on to this, how important it is from the legal aspect of, of once these projects are completed or if there's an issue in between. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a great question. It's you, you got to be able to put your fingers on documents quickly. If OSHA shows up, if, you know, um, ICE shows up, if Department of Labor shows up, any of those entities that are looking for documents, you got to be able to pull them up quickly. And not to mention if you've got some kind of, you know, defective construction claim or something like that on a project. So, yeah, documentation is critical. What I would do, Deborah, is I suggest you, you know, get with management, um, talk to them, convince them that they need to spend some money, you know, digitizing some of those documents. And uh, that way you'll have more room to walk around. So, uh, as, as always, appreciate the question. So, I um, want to thank everybody for uh, making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Uh, stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Order. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me, Trent Cotney, at trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can I get you? It's uh, jkenny at cotneyconsulting.com. Great. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. See you next week.